But God can bless in times of trouble. Matter of fact, if you're having a time of trouble, if you don't continue to look at the negativity of it, you will find blessing in most situations. I'm going to read from 1 Samuel 1, 1 to 18. <clears throat> there was a certain man from Ramatham, a Zephite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, the son of... <laughs> This, oh, here's the big family thing. We'll, we'll skip that thing. <laughs> and he was married. He had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other Panina. Panina had children, but Hannah had none. Uh-oh, here comes a new member of our church, a little baby boy. <clears throat> Welcome, Atlas. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife, Peniah, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. And because the Lord had closed her womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Elkanah, her husband, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on a chair by the doorstop of the Lord's temple. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow, saying, O Lord Almighty, if you will only look upon your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son... And I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. The word of the Lord. Have you ever been faced with trials and obstacles that threaten to end your, your existence? I, I, I don't know if any of us have been tested quite that far, but we've certainly been tested with trials and been so beaten down that we don't think maybe we'll make it through. <laughs> I know that's how my son feels lately because he, he has to... He has to replace his whole septic system and the weeping bed, which is like twenty to $30,000. And then last week, 
he totaled his car running into two deer. But there's a blessing. He didn't get hurt. There's a blessing. He has another car to drive. There's always a blessing with God. And I'm sure, I know, he is feeling very troubled right now, very worried about covering these things. <clears throat> and so often we try to do things our way, <clears throat> and the more we put our hand to it, the more we fail. So what obstacles are you facing today? If you can honestly say none, then you're a very lucky person. And there's many of us that can say, not too much. Things are pretty good. But there are some, and people we know, if not here, that are having really, really big problems. <clears throat> Many have problems that keep them up, pacing the floor till the wee hours of the night. And trials that have you just pacing the floor and you're questioning God's existence. Are you real, God? Are you real or aren't you real? Are you there? What is it? What is it with you guys? Is it family problems? Is it just yourself? Is it brokenness? Maybe it's relationships. Is it your bills or sickness in the body? Is it a job? There are so many things. What is it? Is it your past life? What has made you feel like giving up if you've ever got to that point? What is it this year that has made you feel like you might not make it? Maybe you need to ask yourself this morning, what is my obstacle? Many people say, oh, COVID. COVID is my problem. I'm scared. COVID's our only problem we've had this year, except for maybe some personal family, crises, whatever. But I mean, really, it's been a marvelous year. It's been a beautiful year. The crops have been amazing. Spring, summer, and fall have been beautiful. And yes, COVID is not nice. And looking at our text this morning, we see Hannah, a woman of prayer. But she had what many would call a raw deal in life. And what I love about Hannah is that she didn't settle for it. I know a lot of women in this church that wouldn't settle for it either. And men. I'm not just talking to the girls today, guys. But she refused to stay in the shape or situation that she was in, and she did something about it. Something that we should all learn to do. And what did she do? She went after God, poured her heart out to him, and he filled her and met her desire. First thing I want to tell you this morning is never settle for okie-dokie. Don't do it. Okie-dokie won't do don't be punked by the devil and his little imps. And whatever you do, please don't allow the past to keep you captive from your future. 
When I look at Hannah, I see that she represents a, a class of women, those who deeply long to have children of their own. And many of us know people like that. But for some reason, known or unknown, they're unable to do so. But we also view Hannah, surprisingly, as a model mother, and with good reason. Look at what she promised God, even before she had a baby, even before she had, even before she got pregnant. He said, Lord, if you give me a male child, and she was specific, I want a male child, I will give him back to you. So we see in the Bible, she dedicated her son to God, her son Samuel, to the Lord's work. And when the time came, she kept her promise. And she left him at the temple to be prepared for a life of ministry. Now, her path was not an easy path. But she was, she was not a woman without trials and obstacles, but her troubles didn't beat her. Hannah's biggest problem was that she could not have a baby. That was her biggest, biggest problem. And in the culture she lived in, that was an extremely heavy burden to bear. All, men, all the women wanted a man-child because it was said that the Messiah would come through the seed of a woman. And so everybody wanted a male child. To make matters worse, she lived in a time when men could have more than one wife. Polygamy was acceptable. And she found herself despised by her husband's other wife, <clears throat> Panina. She had no trouble getting pregnant, and she was cruel, and she taunted Hannah. I think she had a little Satan in her. He was spiteful, hateful, hostile, full of malice. She was a bully. She's what I would call a bully. You know, in this day and age, you see kids in public school bullying one another. And you see kids in high school bullying one another. Kids in high school, it should be growing up. And they bully sometimes to the point where they drive a child to suicide. And we hear that all the time. And then when we get to be adults, anybody that bullies when they're an adult needs to grow up. And Panina needed to grow up because she was bullying Hannah. And she was Hannah's enemy. Now, the name Panina means venomous, and she lived up to her name. The fact that Elkanah, the husband, loved Hannah even more than he loved Panina, made Panina take every opportunity to harass, pester, badger Hannah and make her life a nightmare. And Hannah suffered much mental and physical anguish from Panina. We know this because the Bible says Hannah wept and Hannah wouldn't eat. He was very depressed. Can you imagine how she felt? 
How would you feel? How would you feel if somebody was bullying you like that all the time? And you had to live with them. You didn't feel whole. She didn't feel worthy. Because if the society looked down, first of all, society looked down on women who could not give birth. And besides that, having to live with Panina, who was always in her face about it, it was a hard life. <clears throat> I want to tell you, my friends, instead of accepting the things the devil throws at us, we need to get up and pray. We need to seek God's face when our backs are against the wall. Now, how did her husband, Elkanah, respond to all of this? And we need to give him a little credit. Because he did try to be understanding and supportive. He told Hannah how much he loved her. He gave her double portions of food, even though, even though she wasn't eating very well. It didn't work then, and it, it still doesn't work today, that kind of stuff. We cannot solve problems with food and diamonds. Can't do it. Food helps. I like food. But this kind of problem, you can't solve it. And you can't try to get over emotional, you can't try to get over emotional stress with drugs or alcohol. And so many people turn to that. And don't drown yourself in work or money. Well, money would never be my problem. I don't have enough to drown in. But you know what I'm saying? And having someone to hold you can really help. But for Hannah, nothing was a substitute for what she was desiring. And even her husband could not fill that emptiness. He was in bad shape, folks. He was in bad shape. So, she turned in another direction. And she got out of being in bad shape. She turned in another direction. A direction can be a model for all of us, men and women. She turned to the Lord. She turned to God. Now, we tend to run all over the place telling everybody our problems and to find there are no answers. People would turn to psychics or go to psychic hotline to find they don't have a clue, no answers. <laughs> and the only answer to our troubles is Jesus. We need to run to Jesus. Pastors don't have all the answers. They need to run to Jesus. First, Hannah wept. She felt at the end of her rope. She watched the children of the other wife playing in the yard, and it became unbearable. Sometimes, maybe with some of your problems, that's how it feels, unbearable. Possibly, probably not for the same reason as Hannah, but I'm sure there are times you feel helpless. And the tears flow from your eyes. Maybe you have a friend, a friend that's dying with cancer, and there's nothing you can do. You feel helpless. I need to tell you this morning, I'm telling all of you, let the tears flow. 
Don't hold them in. There's nothing wrong with tears. But when they come, let them flow in the presence of the Lord. Don't go crying to everybody else. There's no answers from them, usually. They might be able to comfort you as a friend or whatever, but Jesus is the one. And then let your weeping turn to praying, and that's what Hannah did. He prayed in her heart. Her lips weren't moving, but they were moving, but no words were spoken out loud. Prayed in her heart. He prayed from the center of her being. He begged God. Do you recognize the words of the psalmist? I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining, Lord, every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Folks, we need to be always praying to God not just for others, but also for ourselves. And here's why. When Eli saw Hannah praying in the temple, he thought she was drunk. He explained that she was praying to the Lord out of her anguish and grief. He kept praying in spite of what Eli was thinking, and that is what we have to do. As part of her prayer, she made a vow to God to give back to God what was his. Notice that what the enemy meant for bad, God turned it into good. Turned it around for her, for good. In addition to her first child, Samuel, God blessed her with four more children. Yay! Yay! Thank you, God. And she was a good mom. If you've been through a lot of trials, turn your neighbor, turn your neighbor. If you've been through a lot of trials, and we've all been through a certain amount of trials, turn to your neighbor and tell them, the devil tried me, but I am still standing. The devil tried me, but I am still standing. And let me enlarge on that. You're standing on the promises of Jesus. You're standing on the word of God. You are standing. You're standing. You're standing and it didn't kill you. You're standing here this morning as a living testimony. Praise the Lord. My trials have not killed me either and I trust in God. No matter what. I don't know about you, but I am going to trust in the Lord until the day I die. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you're amazing. You're amazing that through our trials and through our hard journeys, sometimes we can still see blessings. Blessings from you. So we just ask you to be with us in our trials, Father, just as Hannah did, just as she turned to you and asked you for help. We know we can turn to you and ask for help, ask you for guidance, ask you for blessings. Most of the time we don't even have to ask you for blessings. You just give them, Father, and we thank you. 
Help us to be like Hannah. Help us to stand strong with you. When people hurt us, God, just help us to stand strong and to pray. And pray for Lord that you will soften people's hearts that are like that, people that bully, people that are cruel, people like Elkanah's wife that was so mean. Father, soften their hearts, make them gentle, make them loving. And for people that are being bullied in this day and age, Father, bless them, give them strength, and bring them beside you. We thank you for this lesson about Hannah and how she handled her situation, turning to you. Help us always to do the same, Father. Amen.